Hey y'all, it's Tara. I just spent the past hour um, talking with and having good creative conversation with violinist and singer Charlie Cole. He is from the Southampton, London area. That's where he performs most of the time, but he also does cruise ships as a headliner and just had a really good time watching him and his performance when he was on the ship uh, that I was on um, earlier this year. His I didn't say this in the episode, but his performance it's quite magical when he when he plays the violin it is quite an incredible thing and um, it's really cool to to be in the presence of art that will make you feel things and make you emotional and just like touch you with without even any words I feel like that's really special too as someone who um, I'm a lyricist and I'm, I'm sure most people just can relate so well to lyrics to a song but when someone doesn't even have words and they can touch you and um, help you deal with things in your life or show you something beautiful or remind you of something. It's just, I I love that about um, music. So I really hope you enjoy this really cool episode with this really cool guy, Charlie Cole. Hi, how are you? Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well, <laughs> like, thank you. Actually, like the actually, sincerity. How are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was worth starting again just for that. To be honest, it was. So, guys, we like started this podcast, and like we had like I don't know, like a three minute conversation, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. I don't know what happened. It's never happened before. <laughs> but maybe it, it won't do that again. I don't know. It's fun. I I I could use I could use another take. So uh, <laughs> we need a redo. That's... So that's actually what just happened. Yeah. Um, let's just okay. see what happens. I've turned off the auto lock on my phone, so let's maybe, see what happens. Who knows? Maybe that. Who knows? I don't know. Okay. Um, everybody, this is Charlie Cole. He is a violinist, a singer, and I'm still gonna say it. You're a feline Go on enthusiast. Then. Loud and proud. <laughs> Loud and proud, mate. <laughs> I really like your Instagram stories. How you're always rehearsing with your cat. Well, it's this, as you know, I, I I do often get worried that people just find it annoying but I mean like I said I actually I uploaded something the other day that said something along the lines of do you know what in my bio it says cats and violin so you know I'm only only doing what it says in the tin so if you don't like it you can you know you can do one because yeah yeah, it's you know you know what it's funny like I don't think they actually like the sound of the violin Really? Because as soon as I start playing, he runs away, this one. Oh. But then as soon as I stop playing, he comes in thinking I'm going to stop and give him food. Because <laughs> so obviously I'm not playing the entire time. This happens yeah. probably a good 20 times. Because I'll play a bit, <laughs> stop, comes running back in, play again, he runs away. And this whole cycle repeats itself a lot, doesn't it, mate? Sorry, he's, he, he's right here now. So. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty <laughs> adorable. You'll have to, like actually do a, a story about it today after v- after v- yeah. is it called a vlog a vlog yeah sure why not or a time yeah. lapse or something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you got any pets tara well i used to when when i first got married like a million years ago we mm. got a dog like ah, right. i don't know like two weeks after we got married and we had that dog for like eight years and then um, I had a son and he had, he was allergic to like oh. animals. And so we had to get rid of it. And so I haven't had one since then. I mean, we had, we'd had some cats 
Um, well, I, I guess suppose you're um, you're you're in, in your capacity. You're 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 away a lot of the time, so I yeah. guess it's not practical for you. Yeah, and yeah, now that I'm not married anymore, like I don't have somebody that would care for an animal like while I'm gone. And you're right, like I'm gone too long. Like I, I mm. really like your schedule. Like you can be home a whole lot more than I can. I'm usually gone like seven months at a time. Like how long are you often gone? I mean, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's it's a double-edged sword, really, because you know when you when you're away for seven months, you've got that good solid seven-month patch of work. And I can really see the attraction in that. I can really see, like, there's a sort of sense of security in that, right? Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I guess, I guess with, with what I do, it tends to be very last minute or mm-hmm. that, that I, I don't think I, I, I don't know what it's like to have a routine, really, because it's always changing. And um, the other thing is, I guess, what I, what I get a little jealous of in a way with you guys is that you're on the ship for so long together and you really kind of become this community of people whereas yeah. guys like me don't we we're on for a week and yeah we'll meet people and um you know try to stay in touch but it's like those kind of bonds of friendship aren't I guess always so solid as it is for you so it's, it's um yeah you know, obviously I, I completely agree with good you and bad on that. things yeah, it's like that's one reason why I just don't want to um, change what I'm doing just yet, you know, yeah. um, being like for those who don't know the difference in what we do, like I'm usually on board and I go on board with people for like six to nine months with this last case I had. It was like an 11 month ordeal, <laughs> but, um, was it? Was it yeah, but, but normally it's not that long, but we were the first I think we were the first ship back in service with NCL maybe I'm not sure but I think oh okay or we were we were one of them maybe we were one of maybe oh we were the first one back on the star is what it was and so it was like we got out there we got stuck in Italy for like a month oh I heard about this yeah yeah Yeah, just because like it was like COVID lockdowns again and then they got us on the ship and then they kicked us off and then we were gone for seven weeks and yeah then we were back on we finally started our contract after that so did you still get paid in all those in those crappy months where you were on and off yeah so it it was difficult it's it's hard to say you know yeah I'd say I'd say within like a typical year as a production cast vocalist, like you'll work 11, like, I don't know, like nine to 11 months out of the year. Um, and so with that situation, it was an 11 month ordeal, but we did have like seven weeks off because they sent us mm. home. And so I think they paid us, they paid us for everything except for like four weeks or something. Oh, that's uh, good. That's that's yeah. better than nothing, isn't it? It was. I, it was better I, than I, I almost expected you to, to say no, they didn't. So, and yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. That is what's cool is because like they knew that. I mean, if you just let, I think they would have lost a lot of people had they not. Is my mm. is my guess? You know what I mean? Just because yeah, people are yeah, like, "Oh, we don't know when we're going to go back to work. I'm going to go work somewhere else where it's more certain." Well, because like, exactly, you're um, busy people, and you'll probably go office elsewhere. Yeah, um, and we had already learned the shows and everything, so it's like, oh yeah, true. It would have been a waste. Do you, but then, do you, with do you, you miss everybody? Ah, oh, yeah, man. It's it's so weird, like the transition of of coming home for a while. 
um and and also where where I live it's a lot different too like I have to go to a specific room in my house just so I have good wi-fi so I can do a podcast like <laughs> right like, okay. where are you sorry I'm in Arkansas like in the boonies and oh, so, wow, okay. yeah so you know it's there's not a lot of hustle and bustle and there's no nobody around so it's a it's a big dynamic change um but it is a nice time for, you're right great concentrating on songwriting and things like that it must be a great environment for it sorry I, i'm I know, i'm kind of asking you a lot of questions so no that's that okay. wasn't supposed to be that way <laughs> there you go. that's fine i don't care you're right like it is it is really good for songwriting it's good to um you know how it is on the ships like it's go 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 like constantly mm. every moment that you're awake and so it's like a good time to just like slow down and reflect and goal set and just kind of figure out what you want all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I, I have wondered about that, you know, with your job, you, it, it is probably a little bit more difficult to have like a community in your life that's kind of steady. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a, there is a sort of community of, um, um, there's like a, obviously a, a community of guest ends who we sort of know who each other are, but we, 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 we rarely meet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone's very supportive of, of each other and everything like that. And, um, I, and especially now that I'm doing it as my, as a solo act, cause I used to do it as part of a group. Um, it's, it's very, it, it is very, very different. And when you're on your own, if, if you're on a, on a contract where there are, there aren't many other people to, to make friends with or whatever, or. You know, the other guest students may just prefer to keep themselves to themselves, which is absolutely fine. You know, we all have our own way of doing stuff. Yeah. You, you really, you, you re- your, your brain really starts to kind of like, it, it really adapts and it makes you think about stuff that you would take for granted if you were with a load of other people. It, it's really weird. Like, even like, I'm just trying to think of an example. Um I can't think of one right now, quite frankly, but just it, it really makes your brain shift and it, it kind of says a lot about what the human brain is capable of. Yeah. Um, well, and I always, every time <clears throat> there's a guest entertainer, like on the ship, I am always wanting to go see their show. I want to learn from them. I want to see what, what works, what doesn't. Um, I also just want to be entertained. Like a big a big reason for me to go also is just like, I'm the one always doing the entertaining. So it's nice to like have someone <laughs> offer that to me and take my mind off of things or inspire me or, you know, make me feel something special. And um, so I'm, I feel like <clears throat> I've tried to let myself be a part of that community. Like you said, like um, I was telling somebody yeah. yesterday, I was like, I try to go to these shows and take a couple of photos for the people and then take a little videos for the people and hit them up on Instagram and be like, hey, here's some stuff from your show. I thought it was really good. If you want to have dinner, let me know. And I feel like I do that with almost every guest entertainer. that. Comes and you know what? Trip. Like speaking as, speaking as one myself, it is hugely appreciated. Um, certainly from my point of view anyway. Because I mean, like, like I said, some, some guest dents who are solo acts especially, they, they do this job because that they, they like to be by, by themselves and yeah. kind of um, just be quite sort of private people but I'm 
even though it's I, I have my own gig, it's I, I'm very much a people person, and I and I think a lot of other guest dents are as well, and we just really appreciate it when um sorry just drop something uh just we we massively appreciate it when members of you know the cast and and other crew members come and support us because um yeah it, it it's 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 definitely appreciated i have to say yeah it's nice it's like i just know i i feel like i'm a mix of that person like i i love having my long time and i definitely need it but i also like community and so mm. it's nice to have um when guests come on board like i know how they feel you know being alone because i'm alone so often too and so it, it is nice like i remember sending you maybe a picture or a video from your show and i didn't really talk to you that much and one day i was watching one of the lounge musicians and you came in to watch them and then we got to sit and watch it together and so it was you know just like mm -hmm. being able to sit and listen to music with you know a, a fellow musician it's kind of nice yeah definitely it's pretty cool. So when did you start playing? Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> I was, I, I, you know, every year I have to work this out again. I started, I, I actually started as a piano player when I was five. Oh, okay. And then um, went, and then I, I kind of, I, I think I stayed with, I kept on playing the piano. <laughs> so i think i'm gonna have to like splice this episode together i've never had to do that but i think i can figure that out yeah i really don't know because i had my auto lock turned off i i, I had someone I've, i i put my i put flight mode on now yeah because someone tried to call me but um i can't imagine that's what did it I, I don't even know i don't even know where i was in my story but um the, the point is i didn't enjoy piano as as, as much and i think um the violin was offered as an just you know as an opportunity and i started that when i was 6 did and, your uh, did your parents say well would you like to do violin yeah it, it wasn't like a you will do violin it, it was it wasn't like forced upon me or anything the, the, yeah. the, the piano was encouraged and then the violin was offered as far as i remember like my cool. my um my grandmother on my dad's side she was a professional singer um so i think that's cool it was inevitable that it was it was going to be offered mm -hmm. and then um yeah i mean 33 years old now and still trying to learn how to do it so, so music are. was just like a part of your family i guess it was like something maybe that was encouraged yeah i mean i'm not sure if i'm not entirely sure if they encouraged it it encouraged it to the point where where i'd be doing it for a living um yeah i don't yeah because i think they they knew that it was um it's a very difficult industry to be in and um yeah uh you know they wanted me to keep my options open i, I don't think they envisioned me going into it as a career but um Do yeah you mind me asking how old you are 
I'm th- 33. You're 33. Okay, so we're kind of close. I'm 39. And yeah. and it could be like where it could just be where I grew up as well, but also the time like we didn't really have the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we didn't have yeah. that much access to the whole world really and doing me I remember when I graduated high school um I didn't know what to do like I knew that I like wanted to do what Christina Aguilera was doing but I also (laughs) knew that like that wasn't gonna happen like I was like how how does that even happen you know what I mean like I that's not gonna be possible there aren't there weren't like there wasn't any outlet to for that to kind of stuff to happen and so I was like well I guess I'm gonna go to college to be a music teacher and maybe I can coach basketball and cheerleading, mm. you know, and like, that was the plan. And I, and I, and it wasn't that I was excited about doing any of those things, but I was like, this is a way I can still do music and sports and, you know, stay active. And I was like, I guess that's what I'll do. You know? I think that's a healthy way to think of it because, you know, I think a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of kids, uh, you know, it's, um, college level will have this kind of do or die sort of attitude where it's like you know I'll either become famous or I'll fail yeah and actually I actually I, I went to I went into a university yesterday and gave a talk to some of the students and basically the aim of that talk was to say well actually no there is there is something in between you can do and you can still you know make a living and still have fun doing it where yeah you know, it's it's that there, there is a, a there, there is a middle ground and even if you don't even if you're, you're not doing what you thought you, you would be doing then it doesn't mean that you're going to have any have any regrets I, I yeah. said to me, I, I basically said to them you know you need to ask yourself where you where you're going to be in 10 years where do you see yourself and if you and if you're not in that place you see yourself but you're still making a good living from it are you going to be disappointed yeah great question and um, you know what? I feel like my life has certainly surprised me absolutely and completely. Like, grad- like I said, graduating high school, I'm like, this is, I guess this is what I'll end up doing. And as soon as I decided to do that, I started working at a theme park that summer. Didn't even want to work there. I was like, this seems really stupid. I don't want to do it. And yeah, then I get right. there and I do it anyway. And I get there and it's like production cast shows, singing and dancing. And some Perfect. of them are really, really hokey country stuff, which I actually really liked a lot. But then I got to sing Christina Aguilera. I got to sing, um, you know, songs from the 50s. It was like a super fun show. And then I got opportunities to do some acting. And then out there I was. I was bitten by theater in that moment that I hadn't been exposed to until then. And so then I started doing you know, theme parks and theaters for years. And then just, you just, you can think your life can be one thing. And then it just totally ends up being another, like for me now doing ships, like I didn't even know that that was really a gig until like me neither. several years ago, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I said to the students when I was at college, I, I wanted to be a, you know, a classical chamber musician. I, don't, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to play Carnegie Hall and tour the world yeah. with, with a string quartet um mm-hmm. but you know what i'm doing now couldn't be couldn't be further from that i had I, I i did a classical gig last saturday and that was, that was my first classical gig in about three years wow okay so you know it, you know you, you just never know where you're going to end up and circumstances and things like that and yeah i i didn't really know i didn't know what happened on cruise ships quite frankly me neither <laughs> <laughs> um 
yeah it's just that's just a, a weird world but the good thing about the ships is there's always going to be work isn't there because it's like it's that's like, a wonderful thing too yeah it's and like it's, a, it's, it's like really great race. it's like an yeah. arms race with ships they're getting yeah. bigger and more of them are coming out and just i said to the like because obviously I, I, it was the one of the universities in southampton so a lot of them kind of a lot of them do kind of see the ships go in and out and they say you know i wonder what it's like so that's something I covered with with the kids yesterday and and said, you know, the good thing about it is there is always work available for, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to. Even if you're, I would say, even if you're not, like, if you even if you've not got a huge amount of experience, but you want to gain more by doing, like, lounge yeah. stuff, like singer guitar stuff and just build your repertoire and things like that, yeah. then, you know, there is access to do that on, on a ship. It's quite a good gig, too. Like, I feel like that's such a dream job to sing what you want and when you want to sing it or play what you want, when you want to play it and wear what you want. And like somebody's paying for your travel and your expenses and your food. Like, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty chill, isn't it? Yeah, there's no you're you're a lot less limited to what you can that what to what you're allowed to do than if you're doing the, the job that you're doing for example, you kind of, you know, that's what I have to sing on that night. And, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Sometimes you're like, you know, if you're under the weather or something, because you're literally a human being, you know what I mean? And sometimes you're going off into these places that, you know, mess with your voice, which that is happens super often on the ships. And you're like, I hope I can sing this song tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like kind of yeah. attitude. But, you know, if, if you're picking what you sing in the keys that you're singing and you kind of don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So there's a little bit more pressure, I think. Um, you know, when somebody else is choosing everything that you do, but at the same time, you know, if as long as you're doing everything correctly, everybody else can help take care of you. You know, if but I if, assume, if you happen to be under the weather, I assume that you've been booked to do that because you're a certain voice type and you're suited to, to singing a certain role in in the production show, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I feel like it's pretty rare that I've been in a cast where there's another vocalist that sings or looks like me. It's always everybody is so very different um, because they're feeling very specific roles. Now, on this last contract that I had, um, there was a girl I told her, I was like, it has been so much fun working with you and I'll probably never work with you again (laughs) because her and I were so much alike vocally. And um, yeah, I just yeah. And it was because she she was a a replacement for a girl. Oh, right. So, yeah, when she she had done the contract before me and everything that she had done, she did a lot of what I did. And then she mm-hmm. came in and she had to learn somebody else's track. So, yeah, it, it is kind of rare. So it's really nice, like working with a lot of people with like so many different talents and just being like, wow, it's it's so cool to be surrounded with such good talent, you know? Yeah. And you can learn from each other quite a lot. Mm hmm. Mm. And you used to do that too, right? Like before you did the solo gig, you were in a, a quartet, was it? Yes, I was. I was in a quartet. Um, I worked with them. Do you know, I, my first gig with my first ship job with them was when I was was ten years ago now. Um, wow! Mad, wow. Really. And um, it was it was crazy because I I auditioned for them about I mean two months before that. And um, I didn't hear from them for like two months. So I sort of just assumed they weren't in- interested. And then um, all of a sudden I got a, a phone call from the guy who ran it saying, hi, what are you doing for the next two weeks? 
Wow. And the next day I, I was on a Holland America ship. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. The next day. <laughs> the, 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 the next day. And I didn't know I didn't know any of the any of the show either. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I knew a lot of the tunes that were in the show, but there was a lot that I didn't. But luckily I am I am what you call a a, a blagger. <laughs> um, okay. I know how to I know how to noodle around. I know how to improvise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know what? Being just being very well versed and educated and being able to sight read, like sight reading is so important. Well, um, funny thing having is, good ear training. Well, yeah, it was more having it was more the ears than the sight reading in this case. Okay. Okay. Because I mean there wasn't really much I, I didn't really have a lot of sheet music to go on. I mean I had sheet music, but there wasn't really much point in me trying to learn off the sheet music. Because it would have probably gotcha. taken even longer. So we ended up splitting all the parts up and we were literally, we, <laughs> we, we used one of the other guy's cabins as a rehearsal space and we pushed the beds up against the window and vertical. So we had like a good <laughs> rehearsal room. And That's amazing. Must've pissed off the next door neighbors, something rotten, but we, we, we put it together <laughs> and we ended and it, you know, we went halfway across the world on that contract. How it awesome was, is that? It was mental. Really cool. We had, I, I, you know, the most insane amount of flying I've ever done was on that very first contract. We had to do five flights. Wow. To get, to get from the Caribbean to New Zealand to, 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 to do the second ship that we were booked on. That's I insane. I've never been so tired in my life. That was, it was one hell of an experience. But, Man, that jet lag is something else. It is really crazy. Like, I feel like it, be, because I kept, I was in like your time zone for so long for like basically a year I was there. And then I went back in time like over here and it was so hard for me to get back into the swing of things just because mm. like it really does mess with you, especially if you're, if you've been used to it for so long and your body's like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, you're just yeah tired was, all the time. So I saw, I was with them for a good long while. I mean, they have, they, they you know, they operate a bit like, I can't think of another example that you you make because there's a lot of guest act groups who kind of they have a, a pool of musicians who go in and out with them if that makes sense so it'll be a quartet yeah. there'll be a pool of maybe 20 or so players who who do the show depending on, on who's available to do it yeah I've seen um, a lot of groups do that and I've seen some who don't do that they always stick together but I just, uh, that's really cool. I find that that's probably really helpful for people. That way they can be flexible with their schedules and everything. Well, yeah, it, that's the, I guess the one thing about the, about this job that poses a certain risk is the, the risk of people saying, well, you know, Charlie's always going to be away now. So we, we may as well not bother booking him right. for, for gigs when he's back home. But so yeah. that's something I'm trying to, I, you know, I don't want to, be at sea the entire time either right because you've um, got a family life well not just that but you know i've managed to i i i have worked back here as well that i don't want to lose yeah um so there are guys you know there are people there are guest ends who go from ship to ship to ship to ship to ship all year and i don't know how uh -huh. they do it um but i guess if that's the thing they want to be doing all the time right then then right. fair play I, I enjoy the job a lot, um, but I also don't want to lose what all your stuff back home. Well. Yeah, so, that's really right. smart too. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket, and then if the basket just gets well, tossed, you know, it's like yeah. Variety is, is this is the spice of life, you know. It's um, yeah. 
<clears throat> it just makes it just makes life so much more interesting, and it makes you really enjoy those individual jobs way more, in my opinion. I feel like that makes a lot of sense, and maybe that's one reason why I like what I do because I feel like I'm very Sagittarius in that way where. I'm get I get so excited about a project and then once it's completed and you've mastered it then I'm just like okay yeah but what's next like I need something next you know cuz like you said the spice of life is with variety it really is mm. it's really nice What is Do next you have for you then? Next for me well in January I'm going to head to rehearsals um to Tampa for some new right. shows. I think we have like four new shows. So that will be a very long rehearsal process. It does make me a little nervous because I've never done that before with the company. It's always been this is exactly what you will do and here's where you go and you have we have 7 days to learn it and then on the 8th day we perform it and then we move on to the next That's show. That's exciting so, though, because you can say that you were the first cast who performed that show and you. Yeah. You and also, I feel like. You may be able to be, even put, you put your, your own creative aspects into it. You know, you may even. Maybe, yeah, you, exactly. maybe you can patent your, you know, anything that you add into it and, you know. Yeah, it'll be like <laughs> I, I will be a part of I'll just be a part of the essence of that character, whatever it may be. And I feel like that's pretty exciting to. I feel like a lot of times we don't get the opportunity in, in my job to be ourselves. It's always, okay, this is oh, what yeah. is done. And so do that. And um, just to be able to be like, okay, but this is, this is what I'm good at. So if we do it this way, this, it'll be, you know, catered to me a little bit. So that's, that'll be really cool. I think. Yeah. You'll be part of that process. That's, 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 that's yeah. very exciting. Do you have like any, insider tips for people that are in your line of work insider tips yeah it could be anything like what do you what comes to your mind when you feel like this is what makes this work well for me this is what keeps me employed this is what keeps me happy what 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 do you think Um, works for you i suppose for me try when I went into this, I knew that I wasn't going to be your typical violin headliner. What do you mean by that? Well, no, that's I, not 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 not, I, not typical. But I mean, as in some. Yeah, I, how do I put this? This is this is a good question. When I went into this, I knew that I I had to play to my strengths. Right. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself like a flashy violinist. Um, and what I would say and the reason I say that is because I kind of felt that I had to kind of do something a little bit different and make it into something that meant that I could perform well Mm -hmm. um, and not just kind of look at other violinists who did what they were doing and go well I, I you know b- b- because they're doing that I should do that as well right 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 yeah that's what I mean by that I I, I think I, I think we find it quite easy to get to get paranoid about what we should be doing what we what we feel yeah. we could be doing and maybe yes. not exploring enough about what we actually want to be doing yeah uh, it's so important isn't it to like you do have to please the audience, but you also have to feed yourself. And then that way you can in turn feed them. So I think better. Yeah, for, for any kind of anyone who wants to put their own 
show together i'd say you know make sure you're doing what you really enjoy doing and make sure you're playing to your strengths as well yeah but because yeah. i'm not i'm not you know i i wouldn't stand on stage and play paganini cabrisis for example which is you know must have some of the most difficult violin repertoire i'm just not that kind of violinist okay i I sort of go well what what can i do so i improvise i can sing um i can talk to audiences and i can you know you have to kind of you got yeah you have to find this sounds really cheesy but you've got to find your voice with it really you've got to find what sets you what makes you're right and what makes it and what's i I, what i guess sets you apart from the others I love that. And you not know what, like, for the not, longest... not in like an arrogant way, not in the way that, you yeah. know, what, what makes me better than the others, because I, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's, you know, what sets you apart? What's your, what's yeah. your, your unique selling point? What is that thing that's yeah. going to What's you your essence? Go? What's endearing about you? You know what I, I, something that I found that really shocked me was through my journey, being from the South and people having misconceptions about people with Southern accents, you know, being stupid or being ignorant, <laughs> you know? And like, it's like, it, well, no, but like, <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying when people are like, you know, they, they make fun of the accent and they just assume that people from the South are stupid just because of the way that they talk. I love and, it. It's great. And, yeah, well, <laughs> thanks. Well, so I, I remember trying to use my like neutral musical theater like style accent that you know I had just developed and mm. when I would speak to guests and everything and then I started noticing that I would just get a little bit more relaxed on stage and I would accidentally like doing our Broadway cabaret shows for instance when I would talk before my song and I would notice that like when I started talking about Arkansas or I'd say something about any southerners are in the house I people wanted to talk to me more after the shows and I was like oh like maybe being yourself is like uh, people not are finding that they yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then when I started yeah and then I started doing my solo show and I was like you know what I'm gonna test this out and just be myself and not be a presenter or do anything different and I tell you what like I got the best feedback you could possibly get just about people really enjoying the show. And I think the pinpoint of it was just like you said, it's just, just be you and bring you to the table, no matter what that is, you know, and just part of the accent for me is, is just it just bringing that accent out just makes me a little bit more endearing because I'm not putting on a show for anyone, even though I'm putting on a show. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the other, the other thing is you've got to be able, you've, you've, you've got to take a couple of risks um, yeah. with, with what you're, if, if you feel like you're taking a risk, then it's probably a good thing in a way. Um, if you're doing like, if you're, if, if you're a violinist, for example, just to, use my instrument as an example if you're a violinist and you want to do um material that you're thinking you know is this gonna work then yeah. you know you've got to be prepared to test that out you've you've you've, you've got to in in some ways grow a pair and just do it um, <laughs> yeah because you know there's only one way to find out so i'm about to add a couple of new things to my set and <clears throat> i honestly don't know if, if what how they're going to work if they're going to work but i i think they're awesome <laughs> so gonna, yay that's so exciting it. I it mean, feels so good to be able to such, add new stuff and be excited such bloody about good it. songs 
and awesome. I don't think anyone else does them. Have you, do, do, do you ever listen to Boney M? Um, well, I don't recreationally. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, but do, 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 do you know the songs at all? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like R- Rasputin and really kind of weird, bizarre stuff. But like, yeah. I'm just going to throw it in and see They're what They're going to love that. And see what They're happens. They're going to love it. That's and whether, whether cool. they love it or not, at least I know if they like it or not. And yeah, you know, you've got it's, it's like being a stand up comedian, you've got to be prepared that you will <laughs> take a dive at some point. You're very right. And it, should, that is the difference, right? You between shouldn't what be, you do it, and what I do. I think it's, it, it's, um, and I think if you don't test these things, then you do sort of become, become like everyone else and and it kind of yeah. comes across that you're kind of not 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 scared but um you may have to help me out with this you know when someone feels like they're trying to please the crowd too much yeah yeah Makes sense it's just not enjoyable for for them because they've been like i've already seen this show before and, and nothing was exciting with it you know what i mean i mean obviously you you, you know it's good to know your audience you know you, yes like it's an example. I went sort of on a um, on a P and O ship not too long ago. So you know English cruise line. Um, I would say the the average kind of demographic of the passengers. We I'd say that kind of mostly sort of between the age of forty and upwards, basically. Um, um, and this comedian was on, and he he was. I mean, to us. Well, I, I was watching him and the production cast were watching him and we all thought he was absolutely hysterically funny, which mm-hmm. he was, but it was obvious. I don't think he'd done as much market research on who right. he was going to be talking to. Yeah. His, his material was filthy, Tara. It was filthy. <laughs> and I'm so it resonated you with younger people. And to me, I feel like that's not his fault. I think that's the booker's fault. I think well, yeah. I think it's 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 to do with the booker, it, but I mean, it's funny, isn't it? How much responsibility is there on the on the artist? Um, yeah. I mean, in this case, the guy had been on the ship for a few days. <laughs> I, I, I think, and he'd obviously seen who was on there, but I think his mentality was what was you know, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. And yeah. If like, then, and if, if they don't like me, then whatever. And you know, I I respected that quite a lot, and I, mm-hmm. I found it very very funny. But I very I I I would I'd be prepared to bet they probably didn't book him again. So <laughs> you have to know you, you have to to a certain extent know who you're talking to and know who you're performing yeah, to. But you really do. There's that element of risk that you can bring into it safely. Yeah. That's not gonna you know offend anybody or rub anyone up the wrong way when i started doing my solo show i i was like okay how can i touch on something for everybody you know and so there was i wanted to do some 90s kind of like grungy vh1 because i was like there's so many people that really like that stuff and nowadays my age people are the people that were listening to that we're they're taking their families on cruise ships now and so we're becoming a bigger demographic but i don't ever hear songs from the 90s that often 
on cruise ships. It's sometimes 80s in production cast shows, but just the 90s yeah. like don't exist. And That's I, a I good think shot, it's, yeah. And so I put ironic into the show and and thinking, okay, there might be one or two people every show that will even know this song. And I I kid you not, people would like so much of the crowd would be singing along to that song the whole time. And I would just be in shock every time. I'm like, people want this. Like they they want the nostalgia of even the 90s at that time. Just for example, you know, because that's something that's just never done on ships, I feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was watching talking of 90s nostalgia. I was, have you seen the the, the, the Netflix documentary about Woodstock 99? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. How much of a disaster it was. But wow. yeah, that was, I mean, it was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, absolute. Yes. It just, just mental. But one thing I, I was seeing all those, those artists like Limp Biscuit and yeah, whoever else was there, and uh, just thinking, my, I, you know, I, I forgot like how truly, um, just what a great time it was, and and as you say, like people in our sort of age group are going to have families now, and they are going to be. Mm-hmm. That's a really good shout actually especially yeah. with so something like ironic is i think that goes beyond um beyond the boundaries of those who are our age as well true i think yeah. any i think pretty much that is a universally loved song by by most age groups actually yeah um i'm just trying to think i'd love to like take a track by the finger boys and sit, 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 see what happens on a cruise ship i don't know it's been right i mean if you think about it like it really was like a time where we were on the verge of the internet and everything and we had it but but we all didn't have cell phones in our pockets like we all had like maybe a family cell phone that we shared or something but it was like yeah it was a much simpler time but at the peak of really good music i think yeah, and I, I, but that's and, and that's why I that's why I mentioned the Woodstock show because I remember watching it going, God, I I completely forgot about this stuff. This is great. Yeah. It was incredible, wasn't it? It really was. And like, you know what? I thought about that. About it. I thought about that when um, when you mentioned about you know it being the, you know is it the artist's fault or the booker's fault about who they're booking for the sure. for, 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 for for the gigs? Yeah, because like when the crowd were obviously getting quite irate and quite um, moody and fueled with drugs. And then someone like Fred Durst comes on and just makes it, just goes ballistic and, you know, (laughs) tells them to start burning stuff. Yeah. Um, There was the whole conversation about, you know, who, who's to blame. And I sort of thought, well, actually, and I think they, most of them said this is that if someone's given a platform of that many people, you're going to want to give them a good show. Yeah. So actually, I didn't blame Fred Durst for kind of just going all out and, you know, doing his job, quite frankly. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, so, I think more, more people need to watch that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so too. It was quite eye opening. It really yeah. was. Yeah. And I didn't even know it existed. No, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. it did either. And and that's 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 just another indicator of how, like, connected we weren't at yeah of course yeah. yeah you're absolutely right because we know everything as soon as it happens now <laughs> yeah, of co- yeah god yeah <laughs> 20 years later i'm finding out about woodstock 99 <laughs> well another example of that i mean i i 
you know, I, I, I obviously, I, you know, I, this is obviously a sensitive subject, but I mean, when the when nine eleven happened, that mm. that all happened in the morning, and I didn't hear about it until five o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, that just wouldn't okay. happen now. No, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I actually didn't know. I was I was in college, and I was walking into the library because I was going to go up to the to the music part of the library and work on um, piano and as I was walking in, they had like a TV and all this kind of stuff was happening. And everybody was standing around the television and we were just looking at yeah. it and we were like, what's happening? Like we didn't know until we got to the library. <laughs> like way later in the day when I found out. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I can't remember what we were talking about before. Um, yeah. We were going well, we to, well, go on. Well, I was going to ask you actually a funny, a funny question. Cause I'm sure people um, suggest songs to you. Um, because because ever. because people always know better. Um, <laughs> oh, the audience, the customer is always right, mate. The customer's yeah. always right. Um, <laughs> what would you say is the worst song that somebody has ever requested for you? <laughs> well, it it really depends on um, how much they're kidding or not. Because I've had people come up to me and say, "Oh, mate." you should put some Chaz and Dave in your show. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've even heard of Chaz and Dave. No, I don't know. Yeah. These two blokes, they're, they're English and they, and they used to do like, <laughs> like silly sort of comedy ish songs. Okay. Okay. But okay, they, you know, gotcha. again, in the nineties, they were, they were quite big. Um, okay. <clears throat> I was trying to think, I mean, you should do that. Well, there's obviously the people who come in saying, "Oh, do you know what? You should do that Parker Bell's Canon." Oh, um, okay. I don't know what, uh, and and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be." Good. Um, pe- people who see a violin and go, "That's what you should be doing." I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of what the most silly, what the most silly request I've had is. That's pretty funny, though, to have comedy um, suggested to you. <laughs> Yeah, um, very, very, just a lot of obscure stuff that I hadn't heard of as well. Um, but most, most of the time, it's people who want, who, who suggest silly, well, stuff like Pacabas Canon and stuff that mm-hmm. nobody really wants to hear except for that one person. <laughs> that one person is just the one that wants to because hear. They I know had for it, like... Because they had it at their wedding. Exactly. Um, but, you yeah. know, it's all very self-indulgent reasons. Um, usually the, the, the requests I tend to get are quite sensible, actually. That's pretty that's pretty good. Maybe yeah. maybe it is different for you than it is <coughs> for for lounge musicians and people because like it's usually like Sweet Caroline or Mustang Sally or oh, well, Fast you know, Car. Because I, I do it <laughs> I I gig a lot with an acoustic trio in the UK and we do a lot of events where we literally walk around the room taking requests all night. And yes, there are those, you know, um, that that there are those most requested songs, I mean, like Mr. Brightside and the Sweet Carolines and the Five Hundred Miles and all, <laughs> yeah, Five Hundred Miles. Yeah. Oh man, that would be a tough one. But I can't think of many that would be like that would come into the the, the, the silly category. Um, yeah. People people request the Devil Went Down to Georgia a lot. Oh, oh, well, yep, that's it. Yeah, I feel like that would probably be, yeah, the number one. One. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, on the last NCL ship I did, we we did a whole lot of stuff. Um, I did a, a, a gig with the Dueling Piano Show. We ended up doing loads of stuff. Um, we even, we did Toxic. Oh, how fun. Uh, we did Call and Baton Rouge by Garth okay. Brooks, which is a yeah, great man. Um 
and there and, and you know what? I was going to message him today because there, there was one we forgot. Oh, here we go. Somebody once said to me I should do the thong song by Cisco. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, because Does there's it... there's a really well-known violin hook in there. You're that right. Goes, that goes yeah. throughout the whole, the whole thing. Oh, I used to have that CD, and I would listen to it on the way to college. Amazing. Yeah. Cisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a, Love yeah. Cisco. Okay. Imagine writing so... a song about wanting to see someone's thong and releasing it in 2022. What? What? what imagine the, sh- the, the the shite storm that would come out of that. Anyway, there are so many songs from the 90s. Even like there, I've this. It's kind of a strange time for me to become a Beyonce fan, but right now I'm becoming one. Um, oh, I know okay. she's been out forever. Like I loved Destiny's Child back in the day. Yeah. Um, but then I just like, I got away from pop music for a very long time. And so I just, you know, I wasn't uh, into it. Um, that sounds like I, me and ABBA. There you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I only got into ABBA's music when I started playing it. And that was only a couple of years ago. And I, I love it. Don't you love it? Oh, I, I, now that I, I see, I, you know, I really listened to it and played it. It's some of the most w- well-written music ever. It really is. Um, it's really yeah. good stuff. But there was a there was a Beyonce song. No, no, no. It was a Destiny's Child song. Um, that I've I've heard a few times recently. And I'm like, that song would never, never make it now. <laughs> because it it says, Can you pay my bills, my telephone bills, my auto my automobiles? Maybe we can chill. I don't think you do, so you and me are through. So it's all about this woman bit, wanting bit to have a man a who will take care of her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And wow. it's funny. Like, I, I grew up in that and probably developed that mentality for a little while, too. Not because of that song, but that is how culture was at that time. And now it is literally the exact opposite. It's like, I don't need <laughs> you to do this. I don't need you to do that. You can stay over there. I'm just fine over here type of thing. Yeah. You know? I think culture's changing quicker than ever has done. Um, yeah. These days, I mean, technology's evolving much quicker than it ever has done, and I think culture's going with it. And I think that the, the tides turn much easier. These You're right, because the communication is much well, it's quicker. Not just that you know, one famous person can start one hashtag, and that's it. Yeah. You know exactly. So suddenly, everyone's tweeting about it. Exactly. I, I find that often people don't always think for themselves in that regard. They'll just kind of see something and latch onto it. And that's how yeah. those things come about. Um, it is a big problem. <clears throat> like, like th- that's why people get so angry so often um, or so um, passionate about something so often is because they'll see this tiny bit of information and then just like blow up about well, I mean, it without I, yeah. all the facts even too there is that but I, I wasn't necessarily talking about stuff that's happening politically or anything like that just just literally anything you know yeah someone could, someone could tweet someone could hashtag a, an artist and if oh, the right person has yeah. hashtags it then you know everyone's listening to it and that's 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 a new culture born in less than 30 yeah. seconds yeah you're definitely right yeah you're definitely right like it's not about um having a big label anymore is it it's being in the right place at the right time, uh, or in in the right tweet at the right time. I should probably should say. Yeah, it's probably um, a good. It's that's probably <clears throat> good incentive right there to just always just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep, keep getting better. Pretty just being much. present. Mm. So, 
I was going to ask, what do you like to do in your spare time? But I think I might know. I think you like going to the gym. <laughs> um, so I don't know why that came out. So as a schoolgirl laugh right there. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I, you know, I, I, again, I was saying to the, to the students yesterday, you know, I, I, mental health issues among musicians is, is a huge topic. And, um, in no matter what, how, no matter what you're, you're going through, however, however cruddy things are in your life at that moment, you've still got to get on that stage and you've still got to perform and you've still got to make, make people smile. So I think going to the gym and training and being, you know, and eating a, a regimented plan or whatever, that, kind of just helps me to keep my mind ticking over more than anything else the mm -hmm. guess the in, the endorphins that are, uh, that are released from training and lifting weights or whatever that really goes a long way to helping me through through anything quite frankly um <clears throat> yeah. and I think the key is finding a form of exercise that you really enjoy rather than something that you feel you should do I love um, that so it's not for so like for example you, you you you're you know you're very much into your yoga aren't you yeah if i, I tried to do, if if i tried to do yoga i'd probably break in half <laughs> i just i just i'm i'm not a flex, i'm not a particularly flexible guy at all and that, but you know that's something that you love doing and yeah you know it's so funny isn't it like i have a friend who uh we were talking about fitness yesterday and i feel like i'm always trying to encourage him to do yoga um, because yeah. I was just, I, for me, I just find it so helpful in terms of body pain. Like when I'm not in a regular practice from it, yeah. I have body pain and it just, I feel like it keeps me That's without it. But at the same time, like, it's just what works for me. What keeps you happy? It's sort of like the show situation. It's like, yeah, but what works for you? You have a completely different body than me. Like what keeps you happy? What, what do you do that makes you want to go to the gym? You know what I mean? And if yoga's not it, it's not it. Yeah, coming come back to the coming back to the to the to the kind of like aches and pains thing. My 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 wife, she you know she does yoga for that reason. Okay. And she's had I'm I'm guessing she won't mind me saying she's had like you know problems with sciatica and yeah, other hip pain in the past. And when she yeah. went during the COVID lockdowns, she really started getting into yoga, and um, so she does that every time she trains as well now. Um, That's great. And, really helps her with her her pain so just I think also certainly when I was studying going to the gym and lifting weights was was something that if anything it was discouraged really yeah because if and everyone would say why are you doing that you know it's going to hurt your violin playing and and I would just say show me the evidence <laughs> wait I'm really confused about that why why would they say well that? because you know the whole well the 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 the, the, the classic argument that people used to have for people lifting weights was that you'd, you'd end up hurting yourself oh, or you're not or you're or you all you know stupid pseudoscience like your muscles would end up getting too tight and right. stiff so that you wouldn't be able to play the violin with like a loose and relaxed bow arm and stuff like that right and, okay and uh, you know and that's just it's so far from the truth and so far from what the research tells us <clears throat> yeah it, it really is because like you can watch, for example, I'm sure you saw the Acro duo um, do their show. And oh, yeah. Both of them, and I'll, I'll talk for the guy in particular, since, you know, he, he'll be built much bigger than her. But 
I mean, his muscles are insanely huge and they both stay very fit by what they eat. And like, I mean, his muscles are so big that he just looks like he's like the Hulk. You know what I mean? And he is still so flexible. um, Yeah. Doing everything that he does. I mean, he's like twisting his body in crazy ways with the ropes while he's in the air. And it's, you can tell like he's, even though he has big muscles, he still has all the flexibility there. So you're right. Like that's, that's just a false thing that if you ask your buddy, if you ask your buddy to, to do something enough times, it will do it. Yeah, and that's it, a it, great and, thing to say. I love and it, that. And, it, and it's how you train it. And it's how you gradually kind of warm yourself into the, the, the counts. I like, love that you said that. I want to write that down. That's so good. Yeah, well, please do. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, 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 you know, really it, cool. it, 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 it was another guest then who said that to me once, actually, years and years ago. He, was a, he did CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I decided to 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 sort of join in and with one of his CrossFit workouts, and it slayed me. But yeah. He, but his <laughs> his point was, you know, I've been doing this for much longer than you, and and he literally said, you know, ask your body to do something, you know, over and over again more than once in ex- execute it with decent technique, with de- with decent control, and then you'll, you know, all, you know, you'll 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 reap the benefits. You're exactly right. Like. I can't think of a time that that hasn't happened. And and the key, what you just said was just doing it correctly and being smart about it and not overdoing it. And know? if, and if you're, you know, get, getting a lot, if you're experiencing aches and pains from it, you need to look at the way you're training. And you need to look at the way you're eating. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh and, man. And, and, Food and, is and such a big recovery. deal to me. Well, you're, you're very, you're plant-based, aren't you? Yeah. Right? Mostly. yeah. Mostly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I've tried I've tried to be plant based before. Um, it, you know I, I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just like my eggs. Like I like eggs and I like fish, so I'll I'll implement those into my diet, especially when I'm on the ships because it's free and it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, but yeah most of the time for me it's like mushrooms and eggs and nuts and seeds. That's where I'll get my protein. Yeah, pretty, yeah, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? I really want chickens. I want to get some chickens at some point. That's all my right. <clears throat> and have I, me. I always wanted that. I always wanted that. Like when I did have a home, I wanted chickens. And my son has chickens now. Well, I think they still have them. I don't know. But I just think that's so cool to be able to have your own chickens and your own eggs. And like, you know, that these these chickens aren't being like forced in like terrible ways. Oh, my God. The, bad things. the difference in the taste is nuts. Yeah. And you know your body is is responding to that as well. Yeah, in a much more positive way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so wait, go on. Sorry. So okay, I'm going to ask you a silly question, and you may not be able to answer it on the spot. But what is uh, your spirit animal? Oh, I've thought about this a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. But then I thought about it a lot, and I've not been able to decide. This is the thing. Um, I get that. I, I I really think that because I've become more acquainted with them and more, as we say, more of an enthusiast of them, I'm I'm starting to see myself more and more as a cat. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> um, I love it because I just I don't know. I have a lot of I I. I, I end up having a lot of respect for them. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, yesterday is the whole kind of sleeping all day and 
<laughs> yeah. But you can, you can, you know, being a cat, you, 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 you can be a dick and get away with it. That's what I like about cats. True. And, and they, like, know what they want and they only <clears throat> do what they want. Yeah. They, you have to earn their respect. Mm-hmm. They're not like, loud or obnoxious. They, they know when to be affectionate. They're not, yeah. you know, they're, they're not always, well, depending on the cat. But, yeah, they mostly respect boundaries. They... Uh, but yeah yeah and they're just good companions um i i can't think of any other animal that i think i would rather be actually oh yeah you know what that's true too like thinking about what kind of animal you would want to be yeah i think a cat's a great one what's your spirit animal you know i i feel like i always just go with what my um harry potter pottermore patronus is and it's a dolphin. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. And when I first found out I was a dolphin, I was like, wait, I wasn't wait. excited about it. And so then I looked up dolphins and like, what are the qualities of dolphins? And they're very intelligent. intelligent. Yeah. yeah. And they're also pretty fierce. Like they're pretty chill. They're always, you know, just level headed and smart and they work together as a team. But mm. then like you, screw with one of them you screwed up you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah they're like gangs man yeah <laughs> they take good care of each other so i'm like you know what that's i'll i'll, I'll say that's my spirit animal since that's where my did patronus. you find out who your what your patronus was um when did i find out where and when oh okay so <clears throat> there's a website called pottermore.com oh i know someone who's he's he's he spends half his life on pottermore it's very cool, um, especially for Harry Potter fans. I mean, I think even if you've just watched the movie and you like silly stuff like that, like I like silly stuff like that, and um, you just go and you take like this little quiz, and it's like the like the official quiz that you'll do, and they'll assign you a Patronus, they'll assign you a wand and what your wand is made of, and your house that you're in. So it'll and it just kind of tells you a little bit about. Is it um, bad? I'd be really scared to to know the results. I I, I feel like people like. I feel like I'd answer those questions to 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 try and get a certain thing. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't just don't none of us, do that. No, let's face just it, none of us want to be in Hufflepuff. Let's put it that way. You know what? I do have to say, the people that are my best friends in my life, ninety percent of the time they're Hufflepuff. Really? Yes, I I love Maybe they don't a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuffs okay. are. I'm a borderline Hufflepuff. I think Hufflepuffs are very. <laughs> they're kind and they're loyal and they have a lot of faith and they just put a lot of emphasis on um, everything being fair. And I just, I don't know. I just love people like that, that are just really, it's usually people just with like a gentle personality and that are very sweet and kind and considerate of other people. And I don't know. Um, JK Rowling, she's a Hufflepuff, I think. Okay. Maybe she's a Ravenclaw. I can't remember, but I, Honestly, that's like, me silenced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should, you should take it and just answer it honestly. I, might have to. I, I bet you would be a Ravenclaw like me. Okay. Yeah, but, I think you they, would. But they're quite intelligent, aren't they? I'm. They're I'm, they're the intelligent group. I'm not the... academic by any stretch of the imagination. I'm. Well, not it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't mean academic, and that's where I was like, I can't be a Ravenclaw. I don't enjoy school, any of that kind of stuff. It's it's more like creativity and wit 
and um, things of that sort. So taking intelligence as something that's important to you and usually just intelligence in the realm of your interests. So not like things that you don't give a shit about, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you might, you might be one. I'm not sure. All right. But, well, um, yeah. As long as I don't have to sign away too much information, I'll do that. <laughs> it's really a lot of fun and you can always go back and you're like always a part of the team and they've always got, you know, new info for you. But I don't know. I just like Harry Potter a lot. So I really enjoy that. I actually got into Harry Potter as an adult, not as a kid. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I heard they're, re- that they're rebooting the franchise, aren't they? The Warner Brothers are doing something with it. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. They want to remake the whole thing. They want to rebrand it and everything and start all over again. As far as I know. That is insane. I know, I, right? I didn't see that. That shocks me. <laughs> I, yes. You know, I, there's remakes of everything nowadays. And oh, sometimes no. I'm like, that was unnecessary. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, good to let sleeping dogs lie in, in many situations. Okay. So I'll ask you one more question before All you right. go. I'm going to, I'll give you a choice of two questions that you can answer. (laughs) Um, You could tell me, let's see. I wrote a few down. Okay. Tell me what is your biggest pet peeve or if you could change your name to anything, what would you change it to? You sure know how to stump a man. I've got to say, <laughs> I've got so many pet peeves. Do you really? So you're one of those people. Okay. Well, I have, but I guess I'm not so vocal about them. I just, there are things that just kind of annoy me, but they, I can never recall them. The only one that I can recall right now is people who stand up too quickly on an airplane when it lands. <laughs> I can't, well, you travel a lot. That drives me freaking crazy. Like people are standing up. And they're behind you, right? And then they even, get up well, and they even come if they're up si- even if you. even if I'm on the aisle and they're on the inside seats next to me, they're standing up while I, whilst I'm still sitting down. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking moving. Excuse I'm my like, French. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> I haven't moved yet. You can't get out until I stood up, mate. That's you so know, funny. You're not going to get your bag any quicker than I am. Just <laughs> chill. Um, yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, yeah, that's oh, a good there's one. So many. I mean, I there's a couple in like in in like in the life of of a, of, a, of a musician that uh, annoys me. Um, this happens a lot in the orchestral world where you'll be waiting to go on stage, um, and all the violins are sort of gathered around each, each other, like trying to show off to each other. Oh yeah, so okay. I'll be like, uh-huh. oh yeah, have you heard that new? Have you you know have you ever played that piece by this person? Oh yeah, I know that one. And then they'll proceed to play off the entire thing to each other just to prove, to prove that, that that they know it. It's like, it's like a really kind of like, it's like it's 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 like a violin dick measuring contest, <laughs> and it's so unnecessary. Just you're you're about to sit and play a Beethoven symphony for like an hour. Just chill, guys. Just chill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Like, can you imagine, like, a group of vocalists getting together and doing that? <laughs> imagine it. I've seen it, mate. I've seen it happen. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 they're, they're all, yeah, you know, musicians are nuts. 
Yeah, um, but you know what? They're always my best friends. I, I always oh, find that musicians are the people that I just I'm just as crazy as they are. I mean, yeah, I'm not me saying too. I'm perfect. <laughs> God, I mean, you could write a book about stuff that I do that probably annoys people. Oh, so I, um, I know mine. Like, I get really, I feel like I sometimes like I look like a steamroller or a know-it-all or something. But really, it's just that I'm so excited that I'm talking to you that I'll just keep talking and I won't shut up, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I know that's so annoying and I hate that about myself, but at the same time, it's just because it's not that I don't want you to talk. It's just, I'm so excited that you're here and I just wanted to tell you all these things, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've got one more. It's okay. a very obvious one. Okay. People who don't re re, re rack the rate that re rack the weights at the gym. Oh, you know, I was sitting here thinking I can't think of one pet peeve except for the one that I already mentioned on the last show. But you're right. That's it. That's that's my pet peeve. Put your shit back. Yeah. Even even if the next person coming along looks like they can lift or whatever, you know. Yeah, just... I don't want to touch your weights. Put your weights back where they go. Don't waste my time. Put it back. Clean, clean the fucking bench. Anyway, yes. that, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting. I'll start thinking <laughs> more. We'll be, we'll be here for the rest of the day if, 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 if you get me going. <laughs> we talk about pet peeves. You're so right, man. I, I actually forgot because I really, I was sitting here thinking he's probably gonna ask me what are my pet peeves, and I've already said my last podcast that I did. Somebody wanted to answer that question, and so I said that mine was just people that are mean to other people. Um, and are just that bully people, you know, but I was like, okay. that's the only thing I can think of was that, but you're <laughs> right. Very specific, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mine are very specific. Um, I think it's partly a, you know, us Brits, we get annoyed about stuff and we never say anything about it. So we get all this anger pence up and it's we pent up. And, yeah. <laughs> we never express ourselves properly. I feel like um, if I was at the gym and somebody just left their weights and there was nowhere for me to go, I would be like, I think that's the difference between Americans. I would walk up to that person. I'd be like, are you done with this? <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. Oh, no, like, we do that. We say, are you done with it? But then they'll say, yeah, I'm done. And then and, and they'll just walk off. They'll just walk off. I was like, it. so you're going to take the weights off? <laughs> oh, no, you haven't even been able to say that yet. You haven't said that yet. And they're already screwed buggering off to, to, to the next stupid thing they're going to do yeah. <laughs> to go off to annoy somebody else do, do, do. <laughs> pretty much pretty much well yeah. i'm so glad that you came um on the show is there like anything that you would want any of the listeners to know about you like things that you have coming up or like Ooh. your instagram all that kind of stuff like what where can we find you and i'll write all this down in the show notes too so that well people can uh, find you. if you want to find me it's um at charlie cole violin on instagram um mm -hmm. i'm also on uh facebook i don't do tiktok i think that's a really i just i, I think i'm just too old for it <laughs> me too me Quite too frankly. i tried it during 2020 and because it gave me something to do but then i was like okay now real life is back so i'm done <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm too old and it just looks like a bit of a weird place to, to be I think so. Yeah. Just it seems to just, just be me. a load of kids doing doing um, doing uh, what do you call them lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally yeah. most of what TikTok is. Um, I don't. I, I do have a Twitter, but I don't use it, so I won't see what it is. Um, okay. Um, no, I mean, thank you very much for for having me on. It's of been course. lovely to are catch we, up. Are we going to see you on some ships soon and um, locally? Um, like, you play in Southampton. Is that where you play? 
I, I, I mean, I play everywhere. I don't do a lot of playing in Southampton. I, mostly London. Um, oh, okay, all right. I am. I'm going on. Um, I've got a gig on the Seaborn Sojourn oh, coming cool. up okay. in um, December on on that ship for about sort of ten days ish. Um, nice. After that, that's that's it for the ships until sort of April. But you know, who knows? We'll we'll see, we'll see what happens in, in between now and then. Um, I'm still quite new to it, so I've, I'm probably still. Uh, I don't know. It's it's obviously hard to to, to 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 get your foot in the door when there is already so many good acts out so there. So many people, it. yeah. It's just building up that time. Yeah, probably. pretty much. So we'll see. That's very um, cool. Well, thank you so much for like hanging out. Absolute pleasure. Thank nice you. To talk to you again. Yeah, you too, mate. Um, yeah, let's do this again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a good one. All right. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to the episode. Um, it was really nice catching up and hearing all of his tips and also just hearing about him being a cat father. Honestly, that's pretty funny. Um, even how fitness works into the lives of us um, as performers and even musicians. It's, it's, um, it's really cool to be able to exchange information. I certainly enjoy talking about that kind of stuff and um, how we're learning new things every day about nutrition and fitness and how that can help us with our everyday lives and jobs. And it's pretty cool. Um, if you want to find Charlie online, it's charliecoleviolin.co.uk or you can find him on Instagram and definitely have a lot of fun with his stories every day with his cats and how lots of times he doesn't want to go to the gym, but he does, but he goes anyway. <laughs> um, and his Instagram is Charlie Cole Violin. So that's pretty easy. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions over anybody you would like for me to have on the podcast or any questions that you would like me to ask that you're interested in, shoot me a message. Um, like, my dms on instagram is fine whatever i don't care um and let me know maybe i'll post something today asking what kind of questions you want me to ask or what kind of people you want me to have on the show if you're an artist and you want to be on the show man message me i'm not i'm not stuck up like let's have conversations about this wonderful job that we love so much so hope you'll have a wonderful day and i'll probably see you next week bye